0: You are listening to Faithfully Feminine Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, girlies. I pray you are all having an amazing day, evening, or night, wherever you are right now. Let's jump right into it. We did have a bye week, so... I hope y'all miss me as much as I missed y'all, child, but I do hope that everyone in United States had a really good Thanksgiving and shout out to South Africa. Like I know y'all just, like this might be a random shout out and I know y'all might hear my dog in the back, so I do apologize, but I had checked my data and I have a lot of South Africa listeners. So if you are from South Africa, shout out to you and thank you so much for the support. Today, we're talking about something super, super light in lieu of the holidays, but before that, we got to get into our updates, and I don't have many updates because I've been gone and just spending time with my family. One, if you do not already, I highly encourage you, I'm just so excited, like I can't, I can't even talk, like, let me catch my breath. I highly encourage you to follow me on social media at Imani Bailey. My YouTube, my TikTok is at Imani Bailey. Visit the website that will be linked down below for the Tony Rules of Self-Improvement. I think we're going to have that for free throughout the end of the year and then once December 31st hits and the new year comes, then I will have something else for y'all. So make sure y'all grab y'all copies of that. Make sure y'all grab y'all's copies of that because that won't be available for free forever. So just want to throw that out there. And today I'm actually super excited because we're talking about something having to do with science, which will probably not be like as often here on this channel. I like to throw in some things with science and then, you know, with God and everything, but We can't get too crazy when it comes to the science. We're talking about happiness today. Because I know that the holidays can be some of the loneliest time of the year for a lot of people on many different occasions, you know. So I'm sending prayers out to you if you're listening to this and you've just lost a family member or you just lost a guardian or you just lost a child or holidays aren't the same for you because you've moved away or whatever is going on at this current season and this current chapter of your life, I'm sending prayers to you. This is my first holiday spending... um, not at home will be my first Christmas, not at home with my parents. So I'm preparing myself for the the prob the tears that will probably come. Um, And no matter what you celebrate, you are welcomed here. But I do want to talk about things that we can implement and make ourselves more happy in accordance to science. But without further ado, I do have a Bible verse for today. Well, really two, because I've used this Bible verse before. It's actually one of my favorite Bible verses, Psalms 35. For his anger is but for a moment, his favor is for a life, weeping may endure for a night but joy comes in the morning. I did an entire episode off of this Bible verse, and it's, like I said, one of my favorite Bible verses. And I do have a second Bible verse for today. It's John 16, 24. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. And the next episode is going to talk about the fruits of the spirit. Joy is one of them. Hold on now. Yeah, Joy is one of them. Child, I think Joy is one of them. I'm pretty sure. Um, I am gonna have to brush up on my fruits of the spirit, but I'm like 99% sure that joy is one of them, but that's going to be in the next episode. This episode, we're going to be talking about happiness and the things that you can implement now that may not cost you anything. Some of them might cost you a little bit, but some may not cost you anything to increase your happiness. God has made our bodies wonderful. We are beautifully and wonderfully made. And although I might not know everything in this world, I do know that we, all can and will suffer. And some of us are currently suffering. God has equipped us with many things throughout our lives and different chemicals within our bodies. So get some paper, get something to drink, light a candle, set your mood, and let's get into it. There are five happiness hormones that encompasses our bodies and Depending on who you are, what you do, the things that you eat, and the drugs, hopefully, you don't ingest the drugs, but the drugs and the alcohol and stuff that you use some of our bodies are imbalanced with these chemicals and we might not have enough of these chemicals or well, these hormones and it may cause us to be down, to have depressive states as well as spiritual warfare and everything in between. I've t- I have many episodes talking about spiritual warfare because life is comprised of two realms. We have our physical realm, we have our spiritual realm and although we cannot see the spiritual realm, there is a war happening in wherever you are, right? I don't care what state, I don't care what country you are. I don't care how expensive your house is. There is spiritual warfare going on around us in these streets. Um, And so with our physical bodies, we have these five hormones. I'm going to read over them and then I'm going to go into detail about them. So we have dopamine. I'm pretty sure you all have heard maybe like one or two or a couple of them, maybe all of them. Dopamine, serotonin, endorphins, oxytocin and cortisol everyone's favorite every girly's favorite cortisol (laughs) so starting off with dopamine dopamine is known as the reward neurotransmitter associated with pleasure motivation and reinforcement of rewarding behaviors and then we have serotonin serotonin helps regulate our moods our social behaviors our appetite and our digestion and it is referred to as the feel-good neurotransmitter endorphins endorphins act as a natural painkiller and our mood enhancers so um the Just think painkiller, neurotransmitter. I'm giving its own like nickname. And then oxytocin is often called the bonding hormone or the love hormone. And we're probably going to have a whole episode dedicated towards oxytocin. But for right now, just put a star by that one if you're taking notes. It plays a role in social bonding, trust, and emotional connection. The fifth one is cortisol, and that is known as our stress hormone. Yay! (laughs) Um, So it's released in response to stress, and it helps the body respond to challenges. Chronic high levels of cortisol can be detrimental to physical and mental health, and yada, yada, yada. We all know. So with these five neurotransmitters, that's the word I was looking for. I was looking for the word neurotransmitters this whole time. I'm calling them chemicals. Chow. God be with me. Clearly I'm not no scientist, but I was like we do have to talk about this because this is very interesting and I stumbled upon like just heavy, heavy increasing amount of my um what is it? My serotonin and I was just like, "You know what? Oh, wait. I have to share this. Things that you can do right now to increase your dopamine neurotransmitter. Again, dopamine is the pleasure and reward neurotransmitter. And some examples are. You can set and achieve goals. Now, with this example, I've always highlighted that it is very important to set goals, but make sure that you are setting short-term goals that you can cross off your list. It's almost like paying off debt. Like, you don't wanna just be like, I'm gonna pay off my home mortgage first, but you might have $500 balance on your credit card. It's easier to cross off small victories and celebrate those small victories. So if your goal is, I think my example was last time because this is a real life example for me. I have a really bad, I had a really bad sweet tooth. And it got to the point where I would get up in the morning and I would eat dessert. I would eat dessert like twice a day. I just love me some high fructose corn syrup and anything that was like not natural sugar. And so my goal was to only eat dessert once a day. And so I remember telling my friend this like, I only want to eat dessert once a day. And after I got through the week of only Eating dessert once a day. I was so happy, and my friend kind of rained on my parade and was like, Girl, once a day is crazy. You're still having too much sugar for like the allotted week. You're only supposed to have like 25 grams of natural sugar. Not anything chemically ingested. However, she didn't realize that that was me celebrating a small victory. And although that might not have been a victory for her, that was a huge victory for me. To go from eating twice dessert a day to only once a day for seven days, that was a huge victory. And she didn't understand that because, again, that was not her walk. So make sure when you're setting goals, you want to celebrate the small victories. I don't care how small it is. (laughs) If you are trudging towards celibacy and stuff like that, maybe, I don't know, maybe watch porn every day. I'm going to watch porn every other day. I've never been like a porn person. I really don't know what people see in that, but I do know a lot of people struggle with watching porn and having sex. So if you watch porn every day, you're like, you know what? I'm gonna watch porn every other day. And then maybe that next week i am watch it two days a week. And then maybe that next week I'm watch it one day a week. And within praying and giving yourself a community a community to help you become accountable and not only become accountable for the goals that you set but also to have people push you towards these goals can increase your dopamine because once you cross something off you have this sense of like accomplishment that it's hard to describe but I'm pretty sure you listening to this have accomplished something and you're like oh yeah I know that feeling so setting achievable goals Another thing you can do is try new things. I don't care how small the new thing was. Last episode, we had talked about 40 different things that you can try as a hobby or just as an activity. So you can go back and listen to that episode and pick something off the list and just try something else. You never know what you might like to do and it may become a hobby. Um, The third thing that you can do to boost your dopamine is to exercise. Now, this is the most popular one that you hear doctors and everyone else talk about. Um, and I honestly would like shut them down because when I was very depressed, I'm like, child, ain't nobody want to exercise. Like I don't even feel like going to the gym. I don't feel like going to the gym. I don't feel like being at the gym. I don't feel like lifting no weights until someone had said to me, like, I don't it doesn't matter what you feel like doing, once your body feels like it is exerted energy, you're going to feel better after. Isn't it crazy that when you're sad and depressed, you tend to crave the things that make you feel worse, right? You don't really crave fruits. You don't crave working out. Typically, you might crave like high fructose current syrup and chocolate and laying on my couch and having a pity party. I love me a good pity party. (laughs) But Typically, you're not craving the things that will push you and your body to doing great. So even if it is just a 15-minute YouTube mat Pilates exercise, just do it, okay? You don't have to go to the gym. You don't have to go to a boxing class. You don't even have to go. You don't have to spend money to move your body. You can use Wi-Fi, go on YouTube, look at a workout that has no equipment, and just get to it. Another thing is music. Music is a good dopamine booster. It is no surprise that music has a hand on, like plays a hand in our neurotransmitters, in our minds and in our behaviors. And I've always talked about being very careful with the music you are listening to. There are certain music and certain tones that will uplift your spirit and uplift your neurotransmitters and your mood. So be wary of that. You might want to, and I encourage you all, to do a playlist, like a happy playlist. I'm going to play this playlist when I'm feeling down. And I promise you, it will make you feel a lot better. Moving to on to serotonin. These are enhancing activities to boost your serotonin. And this is the mood-regulating neurotransmitter. This is a very important neurotransmitter because it regulates your mood. <laughs> and you, know, you can be in balance in this transmitter depending on certain things you are ingesting. So exposure to sunlight is a huge thing that a lot of people of color and black and brown people usually don't tend to do. If your vitamin D levels are down... It might be why you are very tired and if usually vitamin level—I I don't know what it is about vitamin D levels and like iron levels. I'm not sure if they're linked. I haven't done the research on that. But every time my vitamin D was dangerously low, my iron was dangerously low. (laughs) Like it it seems to be a correlation between the two. So I highly encourage you, and I know it's going into the winter months depending on where you are, but to just go outside, even if it is to just sit in the sunlight for like 5 to 10 minutes a day, do so. You don't even have to walk if you don't want to. You can really like... (laughs) Funny, like I'm laughing because my mom, her vitamin D had gotten low too. All of us have low vitamin D at one point, child. But hers gotten low and she sat a chair in the backyard and I was like, Where is my mama at? And I go down and she's just sitting outside. And I'm like and she's like in the dead of the sun. I'm like, girl, I know you hot because this was in the summertime. And she's like, girl. I'm hot, but I need my vitamin D. Like she was committed to it. So even if it is just sitting in the sun just for a little while every day, make sure you are getting some sunlight and it will help boost your vitamin D and your serotonin. Um, Of course, exercising is another thing that will boost your serotonin and my favorite thing that I always talk about is practicing gratitude one thing you can do well probably two things you can do with this if you don't like writing too much is get a gratitude jar and you can get sticks or little pieces of paper and every now and then write something you're thankful for throw it in the jar you can make this jar look very cute throw it in the jar and then whenever you are feeling down whenever you are feeling in discontentment um, you go to the jar and you pick up papers or pick up the popsicle sticks. You can pick up three, you can pick up five, you can pick up 10, you can pick up one for that day and just read the things that you've written down that you are thankful for. And it will boost your serotonin. And it will remind you that God has blessed you. You are currently living in a prayer that you've previously prayed for, right? So That is one thing you can do. Or for the second thing you can do is do your gratitude journal. And that is write down three things a day that you are thankful for. I don't care how small it is. It can be Chick-fil-A gave me an extra nugget in my eight count and I got a nine count nugget. Okay. That is still something to be very much thankful for. And it will challenge you because when you start this You come to find out that you'd be like, okay, I'm thankful for my parents. I'm thankful for my place. I'm thankful for, and then you start to be like, damn, didn't I just say I was just thankful for my, like my apartment or my house like two days ago. (laughs) So you want to come up with new things to be thankful for, which is why I like the gratitude jar (laughs) too. Um, And so moving on from serotonin, we're going to talk about our endorphins. And that is the exercising neurotransmitter and inducing exercise So highlight exercises that release endorphins and that is the body's natural painkillers and mood elevators. You ever notice after you work out, you feel really good about yourself. Like you might have hated it then, but you feel really good. So it's recommended to do aerobic exercises. That is a really good. It doesn't even have to be extraneous. Again, it does not have to be extraneous. Laughter is a really good mood booster and eating certain foods like dark chocolate and some spicy foods if your body can withstand it. Sometimes when I am down, I do turn on a Netflix special and oh my gosh, I'm so upset. I'm actually going to probably have to buy my own Netflix I'm really upset about it. I don't went through, like, three people's Netflixes. Netflix done kicked me out the household. They done kicked me out the household. It's getting to the point where I actually have to pay for my own Netflix. But anyway, I'll turn on a Netflix special. I'll watch a stand-up comedy show. Or even you could YouTube and watch a stand-up comedy show just so you can get some laughs in. Um, And next is the oxytocin, which is our generating connections, love hormone. Well, I don't even it's this a hormone, love neurotransmitter. It's a neurotransmitter. I keep calling it hormones. <laughs> I'm just the girl. Okay. Everything's a hormone to me, but so discussing the role of oxytocin and it's the bonding hormone and social connections. You can bond with anyone. I don't want you to just think of oxytocin as just a, like a romantic partnership, neurotransmitter. You can bond with friends, family members, um, children, animals, So activities that foster relationships, such as hugging, can boost your oxytocin, spending time with loved ones, your friends, your families, um, and then also small acts of kindness that you can give to either random people or just the people in your circle. Oxytocin is a very, it's, I feel like it's, one of the most popular neurotransmitters that I hear the most about because everything about life is love. We're humans. We want to feel love. We want to be loved. We want to love, right? And so when it comes to oxytocin and bonding with other human beings, this right here is one of the biggest ones. Some of the benefits of oxytocin include healing, pain management, immunity, social behavior, growth and development, reproduction, nervous system health, all types of things and This one right here, I've experiencing raising a lot because I just got a doggy. His name is Morocco. And when I touch him and play with him and bond with him, like I get this like this boost of happiness. And it's my oxytocin. It's me bonding with him. He was a rescue animal as well. And I've gotten to see him bond with me because he was abandoned. And that first week I brought him home, he was kind of like, I don't know how I feel about this girl for real. I don't know who this girl is. I don't know where she got me at. And I'm all like, you're so cute, you know, all up on him. And he's like, I don't really know her. I don't think I like her for real. I'm not sure. And by that second week, the dogs like attached to me. (laughs) We're the best of friends. And so we have bonded with each other. And I get this warm and fuzzy feeling when I'm with him. Oxytocin also can lower your blood pressure, so if you have, um, if you're experiencing high blood pressure and stuff like that, oxytocin will help like that. I've also read somewhere that oxytocin is really good for mothers who are breastfeeding. Um, it it like promotes a bonding, which makes sense, right? Because when you're breastfeeding your child, you're bonding with that child. And I don't know the science behind it, but I just know that God has done his thing when he made women and women's bodies. And it also has a positive impact on our social behavior. Oxytocin and the releasing of oxytocin promotes trust and empathy. Um, so, yeah, that is just... Ugh. Thinking about it is so crazy. I'm not even going. I guess we could talk about the sexual activity. Oxytocin is referred to as the love hormone anyway. Um, So when it comes to sexual activity, cuddling, hugging, kissing, foreplay, orgasms, you are releasing a lot of oxytocin. But again, I've talked about the benefits of oxytocin. I talked about kind of what it does. And so you have to be very careful. There are... I I don't know how many ways I listed of boosting your oxytocin before I even got into the sexual activity. And I feel like this world wants to boost you into sexual activity for like 500 million reasons. But this one right here, you have to be careful with who you are. Bonding with who you are sharing your body with because inevitably, one, you're sharing your body with them. Demons always gather where there's um freaking people having sex and they're not married, or people married inviting other people into their covenant. Demons gather. They love to gather where sin is. <laughs> and sex demons are very strong demons, right? And so when you're inviting these demons in by having premarital sex, you're also releasing You're bonding chemicals. So you are very much well bonded with somebody who you don't even know. Who you don't even know. And trust me, I've been there before. I've been bonding with somebody I don't even know. All of a sudden, you find yourself in this place where you're trying to make things work out. And you found out three weeks later, this man is a Psychopath but you've already been releasing chemical bonding chemicals with him every damn week. (laughs) So be very careful. There are a ton of other ways that you can increase, increase your oxytocin. Even if it's like going to get a massage, slight touches when you're talking to your friends, I have a friend, she is like, like physical love languages. Like she loves that. So she'll like hug me and touch me like, Oh, I miss you. And I'm kind of the complete opposite, but I've learned that, to embrace that because that's her love language and she's my friend. So I'll try to hug her every now and again. And she knows it. It's like, okay, she's doing this. She really loves me. <laughs> so if you're that type of person, um, kind of engage in like gentle touching with your friends and everything, and it will help boost that. And going into like pregnancy and labor again, bonding oxytocin is more active in women than it is in men because of the role of our female production again i talked about breastfeeding and when we're getting into like estrogen that promotes oxytocin as well um so Last but not least, we have our cortisol levels and our cortisol um, hormones. So cortisol is, again, the stress hormone, and it helps our body deal with stressful situations, and our brain triggers its release through the nervous system. And so basically you're probably thinking of like the fight or flight system in response to many different kinds of stress. I talked about before in season one, we have our fight or flight. And then they also did another scientific, I guess, what's the damn, I feel like I'm losing my words. A scientific experiment. There we go. They did a scientific experiment with women and found out that women actually have a third one. So we have fight, flight, or befriend. Those are the three things that women could do when they are in a stressful situation. While the short-term release of ox—I'm sorry—while the short-term release of cortisol can help you run quickly from danger, when cortisol levels are too high for too long, this hormone can hurt you more than it helps you. Over time, it can lead lead to health issues, as like gaining weight, high blood pressure, diabetes, heart disease, insomnia, mood irregularities. Irregulatories and low energy levels. Um, so, what happens basically when your cortisol is too high, and I can attest to this, um, is chronic disease. So, I've gone into like heart disease, type 2 diabetes. Also osteoporosis, which is this type of arthritis and other chronic diseases, weight gain. So cortisol can actually increase your appetite and signal the body to shift metabolism to store fat. You also can have a lack of energy or difficulty in sleeping. And we all know when you don't get enough sleep, you're not fighting off infections and everything too. So it will also decrease your immunity function. Um, You can also have a difficulty in concentrating. So things like brain fog, some people report trouble in focusing and a lack of mental clarity and a crushing syndrome and where in rare cases, very high cortisol levels can lead to crushing syndrome, which is a rare, but serious disease. Basically, number one thing you can do to lower your cortisol levels naturally is get the right amount of sleep. Prioritizing your sleep is like the most effective way to reducing cortisol levels. And oof, I feel like the older I'm getting, the more important I'm realizing how important sleep is. I want to say that sleep is right up there with food, right? And so, um, you want to, avoid having chronic sleep issues. And if you're listening to this right now and you're experiencing not having good sleep, you want to get to the root of that. And I highly encourage you to pray to God because This is another promise that God offers us in the Bible. God offers us sleep. He promises us sleep, actually, and he promises us good sleep. He promises us a peaceful sleep. So if you are not sleeping peacefully, there also can be something going on with you physically and spiritually. So a couple of things to do with your sleep routine, which I've implemented, I've talked about like a little bit, but I have a bedtime routine, having a routine can get your body used to, okay, I know what's coming up next child. We about to lay in this bed. We about to go to sleep. And it tells your brain that it can start shutting off. So when you are having your sleep routine, you want to make sure that you're trying to the best of your ability to not look at any screens 1 hour before bed. I know 1 hour is a very long time, and when my therapist told me this, I looked at her like she was straight crazy, not going to lie to y'all. I said, "Girl, I could do, I could do you about a good 15 minutes." <laughs> and so, that's what I did. I started off with 15 minutes, then I got to 30 minutes, then I got to 45 minutes. So, I encourage you to start off with 30 minutes. 30 minutes before bed, make sure you're not looking at any computer screen, any phone screen, any TV screen, any laptop screen, no screen at all. And during that time, that can be the time where you write down your three things to be thankful for. You like how I just looped that all in? (laughs) You can write in your journal. You can read your book, an actual physical book, because reading a physical book, it, it helps you fall asleep. Trust me. Trust me. I feel like anyone listens to this podcast, you got a physical book, you read that book, and next thing you know, you've knocked out. I don't know what it is about physical books; It just knocks you right on out. So write in your journal, read your book, color, watercolor. I got my adult coloring book. I will color before bed. It will also help relax me. So you try to want to have a routine as to going to bed every day at the same time. Waking up around the same time every day, too, or at least Monday through Friday and exercising earlier in the day. I know that that one might sound a little weird, but sometimes when you exercise, you feel great afterwards and you can be energized afterwards. So you don't want to exercise too late at night if you're having trouble sleeping. Also avoid caffeine before bed, avoid nicotine and alcohol because alcohol can also affect your sleep quality and go into bed in a quiet room. Now, maybe I could have a whole episode as to why people sleep with TV on, but that's really not good for your health. Try to the best of your ability to go to bed in a quiet room, (laughs) like underline. If I can underline something, yes. (laughs) exercising also can help lower your cortisol levels but because we are women and this podcast is dedicated to women our hormones and change probably I think it's three to four times throughout the month and there's this thing called cycle tracking where you work out with your period and I've never tried it although I've heard great things about it but I do know when I feel very stressed or I'm thinking that my cortisol levels are up, I'm not doing a ton of weight training. This is where I'm implementing a lot of low, moderate activities such as bars, such as Pilates. Uh, back in the day, it was yoga, but I highly do not recommend Yoga Child. So you could do like a mat Pilates or a, reform, a reformer Pilates, not mega reformer because that will raise your cortisol levels, (laughs) but, and a bar. So something that is like low, low cardio, moderate intensity, not too high. When you're going in constantly weight training, that can increase your cortisol levels by overdoing it. And three, you're going to learn how to recognize your negative and your stressful thinking, know your body because no one knows your body, unlike you and God knows your body, right? So pay attention to the stressful thoughts that you are having or the anxious thoughts or the worry that is building up throughout the day or throughout the weeks. And number four, oh my goodness, deep breathing exercises. I watch Kyra Amanika on YouTube and she does the same thing. I feel like everybody's therapist got them doing deep breathing exercises, (laughs) but deep breathing exercises do help lower your cortisol levels And so when you breathe in, you want to breathe in for four counts, hold for two to three counts, breathe out for four counts. So when I think about my deep breathing, I breathe in for four counts and I think about smelling roses. So when you breathe in, smell those roses, hold that in, and then release, you're going to release like you're blowing out birthday candles on your birthday cake. So I typically do that like two to three times throughout the day just to lower my heart rate because... I was having a bout in life and I'm still going through it where I got diagnosed with panic disorder and I would find myself having panic attacks (laughs) just like crazy. And it was like, I could not control my body. And that's a very scary place to be in when you feel like you cannot control your body and deep breathing has helped me throughout the day and throughout my work day. Um, And the last thing I want to tell you all about is to just have fun. Although this might not seem like fun, and I would always talk about how I hated being outside when I was younger, spending time in nature will lower your cortisol levels. I know. I know, it sounds crazy. So go anywhere where they have some leaves. It's fall time. The leaves are beautiful now. So I highly encourage spending some time in nature before it gets too cold outside if you are in the U.S. Um, And with that, I hope this helped. I know we went through like a ton of helpful things with each neurotransmitter and each hormone. So I hope you all enjoyed this conversation. Share this with a friend and I'll see y'all in the next episode.